Thanks for listening in to the Calvary Podcast, coming to you from Miami, Florida. We're so glad you've joined us. We hope today's message will encourage you and remind you that God is with you and He's for you. Here's today's message. Today, we're going to talk about toxic masculinity and feminism. That's a mouthful. Toxic masculinity and feminism. We're going to address this. This has become very popular in culture as well. What does the Bible teach about all these kind of subjects? We're going to address this today. If you've got notebooks, if you've got a Bible, uh, we've been saying that this series is all about learning together. So let's take notes together. Let's talk about it together. One more time. Can we welcome all of our Facebook friends, YouTube friends and family? Come on, can you give them a big welcome? All of our online friends, we love you. We're glad that you're watching online. Toxic masculinity and feminism. Yeah, today we're actually going to be reading out of Genesis chapter 1. So if yes. you have your Bible, just take it out. Go to Genesis chapter 1. It should be easy to find. If not, you can follow along on the screen with us. But I love that we are addressing these hot topics yeah. because um, society and social media, they're trying to tell us these truths that are really not based on actual truth and so i love that as a church we're not afraid to touch on some of these uh subjects but we actually get to address them learn and grow together so genesis chapter 1 verses 26 and 27 this is what it says it says then god said let us make mankind in our image in our likeness so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky over the livestock and all the wild animals and over all the creatures that move along the ground so god created mankind in his own image in the image of god he created them male and female he created them I love there's so much emphasis that we were created in the image of God. It kind of repeats it to us a couple of times in case you didn't catch it the first time. We were created in the image of God. And so today we're going to discuss um, a little bit about this uh, feminism and toxic masculinity and see what the word of God um, has to tell us. But before we do that, why don't we take a moment and let's pray. God, we thank you so much, Jesus. We thank you that as we gather, we don't gather just to speak our opinion. We don't gather just to say what we think, but we gather to learn from your word. We gather to learn what you have to say, the absolute truth. So today we open up our hearts, our minds, our eyes, our ears, God, to receive, learn, God, to be challenged, to grow together as a family, God, as we pursue becoming more like you, Jesus. We don't want to stay the same. We want to change and be transformed, God, by your word and by your truth. So we pray that you speak to all of us today, that we will be transformed, that we will find healing and freedom today. God, we love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Come on, and the church says, Amen. can you make some noise for Jesus one more time? Come on, church. Look at the person next to you. Tell them, I'm glad you're sitting next to me. Come on. Smile at somebody next to you. Somebody in the chat, let us know where you're watching. We think, uh, you know... Obviously, a lot of us can tell if you just look at the news, look at society, look at culture. There's a lot of confusion when it comes to our identity as men or as women. Everybody has difference of opinion. How am, I, how am I supposed to behave? What am I supposed to like? And I think it's because we've deviated, we've derailed from God's original pattern, design, or his route for our lives and genders. Uh, we just recently went on vacation. We mentioned it um, in July. We took a week to go to Utah. 
We went to Utah. Utah. I never thought I'd be in Utah in my life. And uh, they invited us to a cabin in Utah, and we went. It was beautiful. We had an incredible time. And we actually decided while we were in Utah to drive up to Wyoming. Utah, this Hialeah boy was in Utah and Wyoming. It was absolutely <laughs> amazing. But I loved it. It was incredible. Now, you know, I, I've mentioned this before. I, I struggle with uh, listening to the GPS because I think, especially in Miami, I know better than the GPS. And I've mentioned that. That's my struggle. Judge me all you want but that's my struggle you have your struggle all right and then I often would would say like hey you didn't listen to the GPS you didn't follow the route so on vacation I said I want no arguing we never argue by the way um I I don't want like I don't want to get lost yeah I don't want any of that so you just tell me where to go and I'll drive I'll be the good husband and you just tell me where to turn and I'll just follow orders and I've learned that the less I listen to the GPS the more lost I would be. This, I think, is what's happening similarly in our identities as men or women is that the less we hear the voice of God of who he's called us to be, the more confused and lost we're going to be. When we don't follow his pattern, when we don't follow his routes, when we don't get a clear picture of who God has called us to be, we're going to be lost. And ultimately what happens is that confusion will now grow where rebellion lives, right? You want to be confused? Start to rebel against the route, right? The more you, you, you rebel and you say, I don't want to follow this route. I don't like God's pattern or design. It's going to breed confusion. And that's what's happening in our world today. Today, maybe there's some of you here watching online. You say, I don't know how to be a man. I, I've never learned God's pattern or design for my life. I learned how to be a man from my father. And all my father knew was violence. All he knew was anger. All I saw was my dad be abusive to my mom. I saw him hit my mom, hit us as children. And so that's how you learned how to be a man. And so a lot of us today, we never followed a godly plan. We followed man's plan for who we're supposed to be. Maybe some of us, you know, some of the ladies that are watching are here today. You're like, I I learned how to be a woman from culture or from TV or from magazines or from a mom or a grandma taught me how to act in front of men and how to be strong a certain way, almost to the point where now you close up your emotions because that's all you learned. I want to tell you today, God designed you to be free. God designed you to be whole, to be healthy, to be the person that he designed you to be. You don't have to be angry, bitter, upset. And live in this kind of confusion. Yeah, we have to make sure that we don't follow the wrong pattern. Like Alex said, some of us, we are the way that we are today because of um, society around us, because of the way we were raised. But we have to realize that just because we learned some things a certain way, it doesn't mean that we have to remain in that same pattern. We have the ability with the the help of Jesus to say, hey, I may have thought life was this way i may have thought this is what how a man behaves how a woman behaves but i get to define that by what god says i get to change the pattern and choose better things and choose a new way a right way the proper way and so we need to find our identity and our direction from the right source and our identity and the right direction comes from god the one that created us right and so we need to understand that a clear vision will help us build a good identity. Good. A clear vision will help us build a good, a good identity. When we have a clear vision of who we are, of whose we are, then we're going to be able to set a good identity for, for ourselves. And once we know who we are, it's going to reflect in our relationships. It's going to reflect in how we treat people, how, how we treat our families, how we treat others, how we allow other people to treat us, and how we even treat ourselves. 
But we need to make sure that our, our identity, our vision is coming from the right place. My self-foundation, it will determine where I go in my destination. And I love that when we read Genesis chapter 1, what we're reading is the creation, um, the account of creation. It's God telling us how he created the heavens and the earth, how he created mankind. And I love that as we read it, and I said it earlier, he, he continues to tell us, I created you in my own image. I didn't create you like I created animals or, you know, just a bird or a dog or whatever. I, I, I took my time with you. I, I was intentional when I created you. I chose to create you with value, with worth, because I created you in my image. And so we know that in him, we'll find direction. In him, we'll find the truth of who we are. In him, we'll find value. In him, we'll know where we're headed, where we're going, we shouldn't, where we shouldn't go, where we shouldn't be. But we have to look to him for that value, that direction. And we see that God created both male and female as equal. Yep. We're both on the same playing field. Men and women, we are equal in front of God's eyes. But something's happened along the way where many of us have lost God's original intention for his creation. And so some of our identities have gotten lost. Some of our value, it's gotten lost in the process. And so we have to be very careful that we don't distort or change the original image that God created us for and with. Yeah, absolutely. Genesis 1 gives us a beautiful picture of God creating a man and a woman. And like Diana said, they are both equal, made in God's image. Genesis 1 is absolutely crucial for us to understand. This is the route. This is the pattern. This is the design that God made. Both are equal of same value before God's eyes. Now, now since Genesis 1, we, we can look all throughout history and we can say, well, we've fallen very far from that original design. Because right. nowadays, some people are less than or they have less value because they're of a certain gender. We have to recognize that some of us are at fault for that. What's happened? How can we fix this? There are some things that need change, right? Let's start with this. I think, number one, change happens or change occurs when we recognize. We need to recognize where we've fallen short, recognize where we have failed. Uh, toxic masculinity, this term. How many of you have heard this term, toxic masculinity, right? It's all over pop culture. It's all over social media. Toxic masculinity. It was born in the 80s, a group of people that were addressing certain bad behavior that men were displaying, right? Men were showing a whole lot of violence, a whole lot of anger. They were mistreating people. They were mistreating women. And so they labeled it toxic masculinity. Now, that's absolutely right. I think that is bad behavior. I think that's not the type of men that God has called us to be. Now, some men, they've learned that because that's all their father, grandfather, uncle, friends, TV, culture showed them, right? Don't cry. Men are not supposed to cry. So you're not supposed to show emotion, right? You see two kids fighting, leave them because boys will be boys, a guy starts dating multiple women, hey, that's fine, because boys will be boys. So it's okay to cheat, it's okay to get angry, it's okay to hit, it's okay to abuse, because that's just how men are supposed to be. That's, 
toxic. That is not right. That's not what the Bible teaches, right? And so we have to talk about these things and say, well, what happened in history? Because if we go back to Genesis 1, the original route pattern says we're both equal in front of God. But now they're teaching men, you, got, you can't be emotional, you got to be strong, stoic, you can't show that you need help or that you're confused. And this is causing trauma in men's life. Now we have a generation of men that can't tell nobody they're lost, confused, hurt, angry, because they were told not to open up, not to cry, not to express feelings. And it's causing not just psychological damage, it actually causes physical damage, blood pressure through the roof. Right? Heart conditions. Because men, we, we bottle up everything inside. Don't cry. Be stoic. You're supposed to be into muscle cars. You're supposed to be in the gym. You're supposed to look a certain way. Who said men have to be like that? Not all men are into sports. Not all men can have six-pack like me. <laughs> Some of you laughed a little too hard. It's kind of offensive. <laughs> Right, like, but we, we put this like thing, like all men have to be, that is toxic. Not all men are going to be like that, right? And so we tell men not to show. Now, now this has creeped in, into the church. In fact, we look at the Bible, Genesis chapter 4, there's a great, 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 great grandson of Cain that says he took to himself Lamech. Lamech took to himself two wives. Polygamy, now it's okay because you're a man. Have multiple wives. You're supposed to have a wife and a mistress. That's, that's today's culture. Men could do that. That's normal. Who said that's toxic? That is not right. And all throughout scripture, and it says Lamech took two wives and then he killed the man. Violence and misogyny, polygamy, it's okay because that's just how men are. That is not right. You can be a godly man. You can be a God-honoring man. You can be strong and compassionate. You can be strong and nurturing. You can be strong and still be loving, right? And so we got men today. We got men today, let's, let's address some of these behaviors because there's even men in church, in leadership positions, in the church world, in the business world, in the corporate world that are still abusive toward women. Pastors that are abusive with their wives. Leaders that are still hitting their wives. Men who are in position of leadership that mis mistreat women, they're condescending. Women can never hold certain positions. Women can't be in leadership. They, they, they just talk in a condescending manner. They're abusive. Today, if you're abusing your wife, today, if you're abusing your children, that's not who God created you to be. I don't care if your dad taught you that or your grandfather. You could be a godly man and learn how to honor your wife, your home, your children. Come on, let's be men of God. Well, that's just the way my dad talked to my mom. Well, that's not right. That is toxic, and we should address that. And there's nothing wrong with showing what we think is some kind of feminine traits. In fact, Paul, throughout Scripture, he uses a lot of feminine traits to explain himself. He says, oh, how I pray for the church. I'm in anguish like a woman in childbirth. In the Greek world, you comparing yourself to a woman was offensive. Women were like compared to like dogs. And here Paul says, I feel like a woman in childbirth. What's wrong with you, Paul? He says, oh, I pray, I, I nurtured you with milk like babies. He compared himself to, a, to a, a mother who's breastfeeding. This is Paul, a leader in the church. In other words, you don't have to be this strong man and pretend that you're all, the, you can be nurturing. I think more men today need to learn how to open up, share feelings, and say, man, I love you, my brother. I need brothers in my life. Learn how to love each other. Recognize that we need change in our lives. We've had some toxic behavior, and today that needs to change. In the church, 
and around society and in our culture. We can recognize and we can change. Yeah, I love this quote by a Spanish philosopher. His name is George Santayana. He says, those who cannot remember the past are condemned to repeat it. And as we look back through our history, we can recognize the areas where we have gone wrong. We can recognize the areas that need some change, the areas that where we can do a little bit better, right? As we look back, we can recognize how things have gotten a little bit twisted, a little messed up, a little blurry. And we've allowed outside influences to determine who we are, to determine our direction, to determine who, how, or what we should be like, how we should act. And I think that like Alex said, there's been lies that society has sold men, but I believe there's also lies that society has sold women, yeah. right? Uh, men have been lied to and told, well, you can't show emotion. In order to be a masculine man, you need to be tough and angry, and you need to be a bully, and you need to be violent. But society throughout history has also lied to women. All we have to do is look back a couple hundred years back, and we realize that women were, even in Bible times, looked down upon. They weren't treated equally as men. Where Women were just at home, doing the laundry, making dishes, and having babies. That's all you can do. That's all God created you for. It's crazy to think that just in the past hundred years, uh, at that point, women couldn't vote. Women couldn't join the military. Women that were married could not own their own passport. They will have to share a passport and it has the husband's name, not your name, because you're just a property. You're just something, not someone. Women weren't allowed to get um, credit cards or loans unless a man would sign for them. Women in science who discover things, who made great advancements, were not recognized publicly. Only men were. So we have to recognize the history Women did not have access to equal pay. Pregnant women could not have access to work. So women, through generations, we have been looked down upon, right? And we have been pushed aside and we have been dismissed, treated like property, objectified, abused. So we have to look back and recognize that something wasn't right. And because out of all these things, there was a group of women that began to recognize, well, I'm more than what society tells me I am. There's got to be so much more for me than, than, than these lids and this box that, that these people have just wanted me to stay within. Yeah. And out of this, a movement of women wanting change was born. And the original intention and intent and heart behind feminism was that they wanted uh, social, economic, and political equality of the sexes. And we'll talk a little bit more about this in a moment. But that was at the core of feminism at the time. Galatians chapter 3 verse 28 says that there is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. We are all equal in front of God's eyes because we were all created in the image of God. And so we need to recognize as women that we're more than somebody may have told us we were. Maybe even our own family members, society, our parents, We have to recognize that there is so much more than God wants for our lives. And we've seen the progress over the years. And although there's still a long way to go, we have to recognize that we've made great improvement. But we have to recognize that there was a designer and that there's a design. But in the same way that we get to recognize what has gone wrong, we also have to recognize that in some areas we have drifted a little bit. 
That in some areas, you know, we're just not following the original design. So we have to, number one, recognize in order to bring change. But number two, we need to have good direction because it brings good results. Good direction brings good results. I love this quote by Andy Stanley. I think he put it perfectly. He says, direction, not intention, determines your destination. Direction, not intention, determines your destination. I could have the intention of driving to Orlando, but if I don't have the right direction, I may end up at the keys. You can have great intentions here today, but if you, if you don't have the right direction, you may end up at the wrong place, in the wrong situation. And so, women, we started with a noble cause, with a fair cause. We wanted equality. We wanted to be treated as human beings. We wanted to have access, like everyone else, to school. We wanted to have equality for ourselves. But somewhere along the way, some of us have lost our direction a little bit. And the reality with humanity is that we don't like to go to God for direction. Because sometimes we don't like what God has to say. Like, I don't like that. That seems a little antiquated and old. I just don't want to do that. Some of us, we don't want to obey what God is telling us to do. We don't want to go to God to hear, okay, God, what should I do in this situation? And so what we do is that we begin to take matters into our own hands. We begin to redefine. Well, I don't like that, so I'm just going to do it this way. God, that just makes a lot more sense than what you're telling me. I'm just going to do it my way. And along the way, we have mistaken and blurred some lines. And so the problem is, is that rather than following our creator, we've just followed pop culture, celebrities, Instagram, social media, singers, music, whoever, anything and anyone besides God. And in the process, a noble cause has lost its way for some people. Because everything has the ability to turn toxic. And the same way that masculinity isn't bad on its own, we can find toxic masculinity. Feminism in its pure form isn't bad, but it can, turn, it can turn into toxic feminism as well. The moment that we stopped fighting ideas and mindsets and began to fight a whole gender. The moment that we stopped wanting to fight a mindset and an idea and we just bunched up all men under the same category. Men are all evil. They're terrible. We need to do away with them. They're horrible human beings. Come on, let's get real today. This is what society is telling women. You need to hate all men because they're all bad. Because if that man did that to you, all of them must be terrible. Some ideologies have extremes. But when I look at the Bible, I realize that God's creation, God didn't create men to be inherently evil, patriarchal monsters. As society wants some of them to look like. If you have sons here, I dare to believe that when you look at them in the eye, you don't believe that God created them to be inherently evil, women, oppressive evil beings when I look at your when you look at your husbands at your fathers granted there are men who are this way but it doesn't mean that all men are evil and that all men are bad and so we we can fight mindsets we can fight these ideologies that have put women down but we need to make sure that we're not fighting a whole gender because of what some have done to us so we need to challenge our direction we need to challenge our, our mindsets. We need to make sure that we're not following direction by what 
society is telling us because society has lied to women to this day and society has told us you can take your power back and you can be in power and you can stop men from objectifying you if maybe you do it to yourself first. If maybe you don't honor your body and you just like to go around posting half naked pictures all the time and if you just want to listen to the type of music and sing along lyrics that put you down and continue to promote a cycle where you're not respected. I wonder if as women, we have respected ourselves enough to demand that from other people. Because the way that we treat ourselves is the way that we're going to allow other people to treat us. So we have to make sure that we don't cheapen God's creation in ourselves just by a lie that we've been sold by society. We're equal. We are welcome. We're allowed. But we need to look for God for that direction to have good results. Absolutely. I think um, the two terms started off in a good direction, right? Toxic masculinity and feminism, they started off, I like the way you put it, noble causes, for sure. There's toxic behavior in men that needs to be addressed, we should address, even in church. Still happens. Feminism, great movement that started, absolutely, women needed equality in everything, absolutely, but if you have bad directions, you're going to get bad results. Good direction will get good results. And so I think there's been abuse of terms, and so even this term, toxic masculinity, has been abused. Now we're not no longer like singling out toxic behavior. Now masculinity as a whole is looked at as inherently evil. There's been cases of schools, organizations, places where feminine behavior is actually rewarded and masculine behavior has consequences for little boys. We, we got to be careful because we're entering into some really bad territory. Because Genesis chapter 1, the original pattern, the original picture, the original route is that he made men and women both equal. And both are absolutely necessary. I think some men, we got to realize like, hey, we, we made mistakes in the past. Whether it was people down in our family line or throughout history who put down women. Today, we need to realize we got to elevate them, give them positions of leadership. They are equal just like us. God's creation made in his image. But in the same way, now there's some women who are saying all men are evil. Women have to realize men are needed in society as well. Making boys and men to be like girls and women does not help anybody. Because both men and women have qualities, giftings, and purposes that are needed in our world today. So when I see these terms, toxic masculinity and feminism today, I have a bad taste in my mouth because now they mean all men are evil and women will rule the world. Wait, wait a minute. We need to rule the world together. God gave us both jobs to do this together as one unit. Not one better than the other, not one without the other. Together working as human beings, God's image to make a difference. To be honest, if we look all throughout society today, there's a war on manhood. There's a war on masculinity. I would say the culture, people are trying to emasculate men today. Get them away from positions of leadership. Get them away from the home. In fact, a lot of men today, you'll see TV shows, sitcoms, movies. They make men out to look dumb. They they have no idea. They're all clumsy. 
That's not true. I'm going to tell you, if you're a man today, God gave you giftings and purposes. He made you strong to be a leader. Doesn't mean you have to be in the gym. Doesn't mean you have to have muscles. Doesn't mean you have to be in sports. But society needs you. Families need you. Look what Pastor Tony Evans says. I love this quote. Pastor Tony, Tony Evans is amazing. He speaks a lot to men. He says, what we're seeing and will continue to see is the decimation of the family. Because the man is the foundation of the family. And the family is the foundation of society. So if we want to unravel the family and society, the best way to do it is to get rid of men fulfilling their roles. You, you want to see a family completely disarrayed? Take the men out. In fact, most prisons today, the majority of people committing violent crimes with families are men. And the majority of those men come from broken homes without fathers. And so we think, oh, just pull the men out. Rid them of their leadership because some have been toxic. So get all men out. You're going to have consequences. Because bad directions brings bad results. Not all men are evil. Are there men who are evil? Absolutely. Are there men who have caused sexual harassment, had sexual jokes, have abused women? Absolutely. But not all men are like that. I think what we need to start doing is rewarding and making examples of good men. And saying, wait, I know somebody like my father who was honest, made a good living, loved my mom, showed me an example of what a good man is, never got angry, never got, not, not, I was blessed. And maybe you're saying, Alex, I didn't have that in my household. Thank God for church. We have a lot of men who do, who can be your mentor, who can be a father in your life. Come on, let's, let's point them out. Men who are leading their family well, who are loving and kind. So don't generalize, don't throw out the baby with the bathwater men are needed it's God's design when he came to confront Adam and Eve he called Adam first he says how's the household men you're responsible today maybe you need to change some areas you need to realize today I I need to get a better direction for my life Ephesians chapter 5 verse 23 says for the husband is the head of the wife even as Christ is the head of the church his body and himself its savior what that means is Jesus he's the head of the church men should be the head of the household is who God is holding responsible I think today we need some men to stand up we need some men to be leaders not abusive not domineering not violent not angry nurturing leaders good leaders compassionate leaders leaders who lift up other women leaders who give opportunity to all not jealousy not with envy not with rage men who know how to raise good boys and good girls we need it And where we see the answer, it's in the gospel. We'll finish with this. It's the gospel that brings about transformation. I love that Jesus came to the scene and he transformed everything. He transformed society around him. In a world where women were were looked down upon, I read my Bible and I see a Savior who elevated women. He respected women. He honored women. He gave women a place And that's what he wants us to know today. There is a place for us. We are loved. We are valued. We are worthy. And so I love that as I read in a society where women were judged harshly and pushed aside, we see a Jesus that took the time to stop and talk to a sinful woman that nobody else will talk to. I see a Jesus that stopped and defended and protected a sinful woman that the world around it was judging. I see a Jesus that allowed a woman with a past to sit at his feet and worship at his feet. I see a Jesus that embraced, he loved, he honored women around him. I see a Jesus that gave women a place by his side. 
I think of women like Mary Magdalene, like Joanna, Susanna. Those were women that traveled with Jesus. And not only did they do this, they actually funded the ministry of Jesus. So these women had, they had some money and they were like, Jesus, spread the word. Tell everyone about the good news. I see a Jesus in a society where women's word, it wasn't valued. It didn't mean anything. That he chose a woman to be the first one to show himself to when he resurrected. And not only that, he told her, go and tell everyone else. Go and tell everyone else what you have seen. We have a savior that loves women. He elevates us. He wants us to feel protected, invited, that we belong because we do. Because we were created in his image. We need to take ownership of the identity that God has given us. And we need to take ownership of our femininity. And what I mean by this, I'm not trying to tell you that being feminine means that you're going to like pink dresses, flowers, and chick flicks. If you do, that's great. But if you don't, that's great. I don't like any of those things. (laughs) What I mean by embracing your femininity is embracing who God created you to be. Not what somebody's told you to be. Not what society's telling you you need to look like or act like. Embrace what God says about you. There is value in your life. You can do whatever. You, You can have dreams, aspirations. What has God called you to be and to do? When we look to Jesus, we can find it in him. If you're a little bit lost here and you're like, Diana, I have all these voices in my mind that people have told me and spoken over my life. Look to Jesus today. Look to the cross today. We have a savior that laid down his life for you and for me so that we would know we're valued, we're loved, we're invited, and we belong. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. The gospel changes everything. Everything, the gospel changed it. Some of us today, we we got to go back to the original route. Maybe today you're in here, you're a man, and you were raised different. So you can be honest today and you say, I've mistreated women in my life because that's what I was taught. That's what was shown to me. Go back to Genesis, go back to the gospels. That's not what God shows us. Maybe you're a girl in here and and, and you were taught you need to be strong against men because all they do is abuse women and today you you hate men because of that. It's not what the gospel teaches. The gospel changes everything. It transforms everything. Paul's verbiage all throughout the New Testament letters follows the example of Jesus like Diana just said. He embraced women in leadership. Romans chapter 16, he shouts out all the leaders in the church. Half of them were women. The gospel elevated women, gave them value in a Greco-Roman world where where women were less than. Here comes the church of Jesus Christ saying women have value, women are equal, they are made in God's image. The gospel changed. The gospel is not white or black. The gospel is not for rich or poor. The gospel is not male or female. The gospel is for every single person. That's God's design. So we, we need to go back to that original picture. Well, you know, if you're part of this church, you're part of Calvary. Women, you have a position in leadership. And we want you to flourish in all that God's called you to be. I love that Diana preaches. She's a better preacher than me. <laughs> right? Like, I love to hear her preach. We still have order in our home. But I love to hear her and see her flourish in God's gifting for her life. That's the gospel of Jesus Christ. Right? So today we got to realize we got to be more like Jesus. 
the end of the day, we have to be more like Jesus. Today, if you're saying, I never had a father example teach me how to love my sons, my daughters. I never had a dad. I never had a grandfather. I never had nobody in my life to teach me what a man really was. So this is all I know, what I learned from movies, TVs. Look at Jesus. You have an example in the Gospels of how to love, how to be strong, compassionate, nurturing. Jesus is the ultimate man who was kind, strong. When his friend died, he wept in public. Today, maybe there's some of you that are holding emotion inside. Can I tell you, it's okay to cry. It's okay to cry. Sometimes a good cry, you need that. It's good for the soul. He was also bold against the Pharisees. And he also elevated women and gave them their position as equal in God's sight. Today, what we need to do is learn how to serve one another. Ultimately, what Jesus did, the king of glory, he came down to serve one another. Today, we want to pray. We want to pray for men and women. Maybe some of you have a history where you were taught something and it made you who you are today. Your identity doesn't come from God's pattern or picture, but it comes from what you experience. Come on, let's, let's ask for healing today. Say, maybe today I, I hated men because of what my mom told me or because of what I saw my dad do or saw what somebody in society do. Or today I, I, I've been abusive toward my wife or toward people because of what I saw. Come on, let's get healing on both sides. And let's realize both are equal, both need each other. That's how God created it. Come on, why don't we stand up to our feet all across this place? for healing. I'm going to ask my wife to pray for us in just a moment, but why don't we do something? Why don't we close our eyes all across this place? I believe the Holy Spirit's here, and I believe God wants to heal a generation of people that maybe have been taught incorrectly, have a wrong concept, the wrong picture, the wrong route of what relationships are supposed to look like, of what a man is supposed to look like, or a woman's supposed to look like. Maybe you're here watching online. Maybe you're a man and and you have been abusive. Maybe not physically, maybe verbally, emotionally abusive towards your wife or a girlfriend or people in your past because that's all you know. Maybe you were abused and so that's all you know how to give. You think, well, I'm a man. This is who I am. I'm, I'm supposed to rage. I'm supposed to be violent. I'm supposed to talk down. That's not what Jesus showed us. Today, there's healing for you. Today, you can be like Jesus. You can walk like Jesus, talk like Jesus. It's a process called sanctification where every single day he comes, he makes us better. So I believe that today there's men here watching online. We need to repent. And we need to say, God, help me follow your pattern. Help me follow your route. I want to be a better man. Maybe there's some women in here that this feminist movement, you you loved it at first, but now it's turned you absolutely anti-men. You need to look at the gospel and realize that men are the leaders of the home, and we need both men and women to lead families, societies together as one. Men can lead, women can lead, we need them both together. So maybe today you need healing of your heart because men abused you, men sexually harassed you, Today, there's healing for you in Jesus' name. As a man, I want to say I'm sorry if somebody abused you, mistreated you, harassed you. That was wrong, and that's not the heart of God. But there's healing for you today. So with every eye closed, 
with heads bowed. Today, if you need that healing, today if you're saying, I need that, I want to be a better man, I want to be a better woman, come on, we all, we all can get better every single day of our lives. I want us to lift up our hands as a church. I want to lift up our hands. And maybe today, right there where you're at, start talking to God. Today, he can heal you. If you're a man, you haven't cried in a while, it's okay to cry. You've been hurt, you're angry, you're confused. It's okay to tell a brother, I need help right now. I need to talk to somebody. We're going to ask that God bring healing into every heart and every soul in Jesus' name. God, we pray for healing this morning and we pray for direction today. We pray for every single heart that has been wounded, God, in the past, that has been spoken lies, abused, God. We pray that today we can find healing in you, God, and the perfect purpose and plan that you have for us, Jesus, that we would know that there's so much more for our lives. That in you we can find our true identity. That in you we can find exactly who you have called us to be, Jesus. That we are more than what people said that we were. That we are more than that abuse and that situation than that person that wasn't there for us. That we were that we're more than what society's called us to be, God. That we are your sons and your daughters. Today we want to hold that truth close to our hearts and say there's more for my life. I deserve more. We don't want to walk by the the plans of society, by the lies that society throws our way, God, but we want to be directed by your word. So we pray that today you bring healing into our hearts and into our souls, Jesus, that we can recognize you are our father, our good father, that in you we find everything that we need, that in you we find healing, we find hope, we we find direction, we find peace, God, that in you we find everything that we need and we can find who we are, Jesus. So we pray that you will bring healing into our hearts today. And we pray that you will bring direction to move forward. We don't want to obey society. We want to obey your word, your truth, because you have our best interest at heart, Jesus. We want to be the men and the women that you've called us to be. Nothing less, nothing more. God, we want to be exactly who you designed us to be, Jesus. And so we ask that you forgive us if we've gone wrong, if we've gotten it wrong sometimes, God. And we pray that you give us the strength that we need to keep moving forward, doing the right thing and stepping into our God-given call, our God-given destiny, into our God-given in future God our God-given identity speak to us today bring strength into our souls direction freedom and healing God we commit our lives to you to following you to hearing you God and to being obedient to your word Jesus we love you God and we thank you because in you there is healing there is hope and there is freedom God in Jesus name we pray amen and amen hey I sense this in my heart I don't know who this is for, but whether you're here watching online, there's a man. You, you need to talk to somebody today. You've been carrying a lot of pain. You've been broken. You haven't opened up with nobody. You think this is how a man's supposed to be today. You need to talk to somebody. You need to reach out. If you're here on the way out, approach somebody. Talk to one of, of our dream team members who are the best. Some of the pastors are going to be out there. We're going to be out there. Talk to somebody today. There's healing for your life today. And today, if you've been abused in the past, you need help, you need prayer, can I tell you? You are not just an object. You are God's image made by him. And so learn your worth. He loves you. Let's be that representation of God. We're leaving in just a moment. Every eye closed, every head bowed. If you're in here today and you don't know God, you don't know Jesus. Maybe this is your first time watching or your first time here. And you say, Alex, I'm far from God. I don't have a relationship with God. Maybe you're in here. You're saying, Alex, I've messed up so much. I've done so much wrong, so much damage. I can never have a relationship with God. I want to tell you, God loves you. God loves you. Doesn't matter what you've done. Doesn't matter where you've been. God loves you. The 
Bible also says that all of us are sinners. I'm a sinner. You're a sinner. All of us have sinned. And the Bible says that sin separates us from God. There's not one perfect person in this place. We've all sinned. God is love, but he's also holy and he can't be with sin. And so sin brought a division between us and God. But God loved us so much that he sent his son, Jesus. Jesus came and he grabbed my sin, your sin. All my flaws, my mistakes, every wrong thing that I've done, every wrong thing that you've done. The Bible says that Jesus carried the sins of the world on his shoulders. He went up on a cross and he died for humanity. Today, whether you're here or watching online, you need Jesus. You need forgiveness for your sins. You can't pay for those sins. Jesus paid it for you. The Bible says he died. He went down to a grave. And after three days, Jesus Christ, he resurrected. Jesus is alive. He defeated sin and death so that you and I can have life and life forevermore. Today, with every eye closed, as we're praying, in a moment of privacy and prayer, if you're in here and you're saying, Alex, I'm tired of living this way. I'm tired of carrying around shame and sin in my life. I want a brand new beginning. I want a brand new start. I want forgiveness. I want a relationship with God. You need a relationship with Jesus. Jesus is the only way. He's the bridge to the Father. With eyes closed, as we're all praying, I'm going to count to three. If that's you, you say, Alex, I need forgiveness. Alex, I need Jesus. At the count of three, I want you to raise your hand. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to give you a mic. Every eye closed. Every head bowed. When I count to three, just wave your hand really quick. I just want to know who I'm praying for, and then you can put it right back down. If you're in here, you're saying, that's me. I need salvation. I need a relationship with God. I need forgiveness. I want to trust Jesus that he died for my sins and resurrected from the dead. At the count of three, raise your hand, and we'll pray for you today. One, two, three. Free. Raise your hand all over this place, as high as you can, as high as you can. God bless you. 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 I see you. I see you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Amazing. Amazing. God bless you up here as well. Awesome. Amazing. You guys can put your hands back down if you're watching online. You can do it right there in your home. He watches you. He sees you. He loves you. Whenever your eye closed, I want you to repeat this prayer with me from the bottom of your heart. All of you who raise your hands, say this out loud. My prayer doesn't save anybody. I'm just helping you communicate to God faith and trust in Jesus. But you can talk to God any place, anywhere. In fact, why don't we all say this prayer together as one big family? We do it every Sunday. It's the best. Come on, let's all repeat this out loud. Say, Father, thank you. Thank you for today. Thank you for this opportunity. Jesus, I admit that I'm a sinner, that you're the son of God, and that I need you. Jesus, I believe you died for my sins, and on the third day, you resurrected. Today, I put my faith and I put my trust in you. Forgive me and make me new. From today on, I'm forgiven, I'm saved, and I'm healed. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Amazing. Hey, hands went up. Hands went up across the auditorium. If you raise your hand, we want to give you a free gift. Outside, we have a tent. As soon as you go outside, right where the Connect Four is and the golf thing, all that, we got a bunch of summer games. To the right, there's a white tent, and there's a bunch of people giving free Bibles out there. You can just say, hey, I raised my hand. They'll give you a free Bible. No questions asked. And they're not going to ask for your Social Security or credit card number, none of that. It's just a free gift. We're on a journey together, and this Bible is going to help you. So make sure you pick that up. In fact, if you're watching online and you made that decision, We'll mail one out to you free of charge. You want to make sure this Bible is in your hands. Amen? Everybody good? Everybody thankful for the gospel? Anybody thankful? Come on, he's a good God. He gives us new beginnings. And he's a God of grace and love. 
And from today on, come on, let's teach society and culture both are needed. We need good, strong men, and we need good, strong women, both with their qualities, both made in the image of God. Amen. Why don't we worship God one more time as we leave this place. Next week, we'll continue the series. The week after that, we got Nathan Finocchio in the house. It's going to be absolutely amazing. Come on, let's lift up our hands. Jesus, we thank you. You are awesome. You are good. There's none like you. We worship you. Have your way in our life this week. Go before us, behind us, and surround us. Help us to be better fathers, brothers, sons, husbands. Help us to be better mothers, sisters, wives, God. Help us to be like you. Jesus, we love you, and we thank you for the gospel. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, let's sing it. You are. He's a good God.